Wait, what? No, no notification on my phone. There it is. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <Bling>. <laughs> and uh, that reminds me i have to find my phone and mute it uh welcome to the ham radio show everyone and i am and not in my usual position oh uh not that that really matters but um yeah uh, because bob is also a producer so sometimes uh we do things at the same time oh. uh, well, yeah never That's mind Nonetheless, uh, welcome to the Ham Radio Show. Uh, we're only four people today, the European Ham Radio Show. We're only four people today. Walt is uh, out on the Outer Banks of North Carolina um, doing some poda, according to uh, Ham Alert. Yeah, it's some uh, winter field day over there, isn't it? It is. And, and I actually noticed that winter field day is a worldwide contest. Yes, it is, but uh, I think it's mostly North America. It's it's mostly North America, but um, yeah. I heard some European stations while chasing Poda today. I heard some uh, European stations uh, saying uh, CQ Winter Field Day, CQ Parks in the Air. Yeah, that's fun. So, so um, I was noticing uh, twenty meters was chock full when I uh, on, on my summer today. So that might have uh, might have been why as well. I don't think that was Winter Field Day though. I think that had to be some other contest. Right. Yeah, and yeah. the bands were really wide open today, at least uh, 15 and 20. 17, yeah. 17 was really nice. Um, I just figured I haven't been out doing poda today. Uh, it was a long night at work yesterday. So, so um, I figured I'd call some CQ from home, called two times and had a pileup on 17, and that never happens. <laughs> oh, that's fun. And I got uh, un Uncle Ginter in the log, so uh, I was happy. Ah. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. Hello, Ginter. <laughs> So uh, if you're here, Gunther, thanks for our QSO. Um, so let's do our ham radio weeks then. Um, who want to start this week? Uh, oh, can... not everyone at once, please. I can go, please. <laughs> I'll start. Okay, um, uh, Tobias, uh, please go ahead. <laughs> okay, so the uh, first... Uh, I did a few stupid things. O occasionally, I'm making stupid mistakes. So here again, I have my bloody um, LED star. And what you need to realize is if you buy these uh, USB-C adapters um, and you connect them to a USB-C port, nothing will happen because it's really just the plus and minus line connected and not the CC line that tells the USB-C port, hey, there's something connected, switch on the 5-volt power supply. So I had to spend another few bucks on an adapter USB-C to USB-A, and now um, the LED stars are working. <laughs> so uh, learn something new. <laughs> um, and then uh, what else did I do? Yeah, I played a bit with the QMX and started making a video about my build experience and what problems I had and so on, but it's not uh, finished yet. And uh, this weekend I was quite busy. I did two activations. So yesterday I went to my usual um, Pota forest and used the QMX uh, and managed to do 15 QSOs, but it was a real struggle. It was really tough with four watts. Um, and today I went out with the TS50 and uh, did some regular SSB contacts. So yeah, got, got some ham radio done uh, this weekend. Mission accomplished. Very good, very good. Um, I've not done any ham radio this weekend except for a little bit in the chat. Uh, Shetel, how was your week? It's been really busy. 
like last few weeks, I haven't done. Uh, weather has been too bad, basically. Uh, but uh, now it's cleared up quite a lot, and today it was decent. Uh, so I started first on one of these bad weather days uh, doing a Mars mod on my G90. Uh, got rid of that annoying little diode. And uh, now it's open for 60 meters as well, or the full 60 meter yeah. band. So yeah, nice I, I know. craftsmanship. I know. I know. <laughs> to this, remove uh, the diode. I noticed your ch choice of tools in your YouTube short there. Um, yeah, very well done. That was uh, not uh, intended to be the choice of tools. It was most intended to be a very good th thumbnail. But then when I like barely touched it with the axe, then the diode just fell off. Uh, so. Um, it's really badly built, those radius. <laughs> might, uh, also, might also be that your, your uh, definition of barely touched is uh, different from a lot of others. <sighs> Never mind. That you shouldn't use as, as, as well now. I just got to say the comment from Ham Radio Passion here. He loves your X mod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's um, uh, so. So that was fun and uh, really nice to use the G90 again. I've used it for a few activations. Uh, so I've done um, five pot activations this week, last week. Uh, two times uh, in Cylon Skogen, where I was today. And today I ran, ran 10 bands uh, in one activation. Two meters and 70 centimeters with a guy just down the road, the Lima Alpha 8 uh, Papa Echo, uh, which was really nice. And then the rest on uh, HF, everything from 60 and down. Uh, then I went to another Pota two times, got a local park to park on uh, FT8, two of them. That was fun. Uh, and I went to the beach yesterday with some amazing takeoff. Uh, so I think Walt is onto something where he says to have a vertical on uh, on a beach. That is amazing. I think Walt's got a somewhat valid point about using verticals uh, close to salt water there. Yeah, and that, uh, like the, the best DX I got was Argentina with uh, 10 watts uh, on FT8. And lots of DXs on SSB as well. But the funniest was there was a small kid walking around with a metal detector. Uh, and a toy metal detector, not a good one. And when he got close to me, every time I pressed press TX, that the metal detector went crazy and he started moving. <laughs> <laughs> That's just evil. That's just yeah. evil. Uh, so he, oh, that, so is, that, is, that is brilliant. That is yeah. brilliant. Fantastic. So it, it, it was going off even like when he put it aside to dig. that is amazing that is i i, I love that i love yeah. that that is uh fantastic yeah. uh, the, you the, should uh, have uh, spent a bit of chocolate on him you're giving him something for his no, troubles i have a picture in my head now a middle-aged man giving kids chocolates on a beach uh yeah, that yeah. could be taken wrongly yeah, a weird one at that, sitting like uh, with a red radio and stuff. Uh, so, no. Uh, yeah, but... of course, you should not hold the axe in the left hand while you do that, right? <laughs> uh, usually that axe is not with me on activation. But I see uh, G5 Stu has um, comment there as well that you'd be insane to use anything but a vertical. I never said anywhere that I'm sane. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, uh, it, it uh, really take, uh, 
booms in there. Uh, and uh, some of the reports you get on SSB is quite insane, especially down to Belgium and uh, other places like just across the salt water. It's, uh, you can get plus 20, 30, 40 decibels uh, yep. reports from people. So, and as but, uh, a vertical close to salt water is is fantastic. I got uh, I got a favorite parking spot at least now in the winter close to or on the coastal trail the yeah. uh, Lima Alpha two five four two. It's actually a RV parking campsite spot, so I won't be able to use it in the summer. But I can park uh, actually over salt water on the dock there, uh, and the takeoff is is amazing from there. Yeah, uh, that's why LA Fort Chart is uh, so nice uh, place as well. So, but uh, that was my week. So, uh, I guess uh, I guess it was active for compared to the last ones. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's more active than mine, and we'll get to that after Bob. How has your week been, Bob? Uh, pretty average, I think. Uh, first, I'd, I'd like to say to to share that sanity is uh, clearly a fool's gold. Uh, most of the same people I know are really, really boring. So, yeah, <laughs> let's not aim for that. Uh, two, two summits this week, uh, two summits this weekend. Um, we've had um, uh, visitors at work. Uh, so I've been sitting in meetings pretty much five days straight. So it's excellent to get out and uh, move about on some uh, summits. I did the uh, Lima Alpha Tango Mike 013, which is Vestre uh, Vialos. That was yesterday. And Lima Alpha Tango Mike zero one zero, which is Skrehelle uh, today. So basically, I'm having a hard time getting up and uh, into and out of uh, chairs now because my body hurts uh, so bad. Uh, <laughs> and when you went to Vialos, did you go like the way we went, or did you go the easy path? Uh, I'm not sure. I agree that the other path is easier, but I went the way you did. Yeah, I followed the road uh, up. Okay. Um, so, but I, I, I have uh, last year, first uh, of January twenty three, I went up the other way from Lensmans uh, Setter, uh, yep. and that was it. Wasn't any easier for sure. Might have been shorter, but it wasn't any easier. So, in in summer, it's easier. Probably, yeah. Uh, there was there was a, 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 an incline there. I'm guessing maybe fifty meters uh, of a forty five degree incline, and it yep. was all hard ice. Yeah, uh, when I went up there, so uh, yeah, not 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 such a nice uh, place. Uh, but uh, today on the Skrehelle, uh, started out there was maybe ten centimeters of a fairly soft um, snow on the ground, so I, th- I thought, yeah, I don't need any snowshoes for this. I can manage. Uh, turns out that uh, the snow depth it increases with the height above uh, sea level. So by the time I got <laughs> to the summit, I was routinely falling through the snow and uh, up to uh, well about waist high. Um, oh, 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 that's it, a tough going. Yeah, that was. Uh, I was tired when I got down, but uh, I'm happy I got uh, two summits in. On the way down, I lost my uh, my snow chain, uh, the, the the thing you attach to your shoes. It's called the Snowline Chainson mm. Pro XT. So I had to order some new ones. Um, I, mm. I have one spare now because I lost only only on one uh, only on one shoe, and, <laughs> and, and I have a. a, a, a I'm a little bit worried, so I think I will ask our listeners and you guys as well. I have not heard from Christian Foxtrot for Whiskey Bravo November in two weeks. Anyone else heard of him in the comments or elsewhere? This is pretty uncommon. He He's usually on every single summit I am. Anyone yeah. know? Uh, I, I haven't done a summit in um, uh, a while. Uh, let's call it a while. Uh, and a while, it's a... Uh, <laughs> 
is, is a relative term here, uh, but uh, let's call it a while. Uh, no, uh, I wouldn't know, actually. No, uh, if you've uh, heard from him in the comments, let me know. I'll, uh, this is uh, pretty unusual. Um, that's my week. Uh, not bad week, not bad week. Um, I haven't done much ham radio this week. Um, I have um, been working um, about as normal this week, but life and everything else has managed to uh, to make yeah, ham hamming harder, harder. Um, but uh, on the positive side, my train has actually been on time uh, both ways, uh, both to work and from work one day this week. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, besides that, I went out. Dude, I did one uh, Parks and Deer and Etno this week. Lima Alpha two five four three. I think that's a city park uh, in town here with a World War Two memorial and a memorial for the terrorist attacks on uh, July twenty second, twenty eleven. Did an activation there together with the Lima Alpha nine uh, Delta Sierra Alpha and uh, Lima Bravo for Lima India uh, three operator. Uh, Poda and uh, LA9 DSA brought a DX peak antenna. Um, seemed to be working really well. It's basically a trapped, uh, let's see, a trapped ground plane for 20, 17, and 15 meters, uh, which is made to fit on perfectly on a 10 meter mast. Hmm. Um, so that was, um, was a good experience. We did a lot of DX there, uh, at least, uh, or especially on 15 meters, uh, all the way up and down the entire North American East coast. I think we used that antenna on the, um, uh, Norwegian ham meetup as, up as well in this, uh, or SOTA meetup in, yeah. uh, this fall. And, uh, it's, it's a really nice antenna. It's a, it's a pretty expensive antenna, but you get everything pre-built and pre-tuned. So, uh, I haven't made up my mind if I want one or not. Hmm. Is that, uh, uh, I'm thinking about this now. Is, is, is the, are the, are the radials trapped as well? No, the radials are not trapped. All right. And then but there's, are they, some... are, are they on the ground or are they elevated? They are elevated in a 45 degree, uh, angle. And how many? Two. Hmm. Fuck, I need to look into this sometime. Uh, and there, there, there is some balance magic on the feed point there, uh, as well as some traps. So um, it seems to be a well thought out and and very, very well constructed antenna. And it's made by Lima Bravo 8 Charlie Golf, I think. Hmm. Um, so uh, that was pretty much my week. And then I have some announcements uh, here. Uh, because... When one of the three following conditions are met, I will be giving away uh, AL705 Magloop antenna. The antenna, which is famous from two of my videos, uh, the Magloop in a hotel room video where I used uh, where I spent 24 hours to make one FT8 QSO. And uh, <laughs> the uh, Magloops are for masochists video. Um, I did not use the exact same antenna uh, on those two videos, though. The antenna I'm giving away is it has actually been owned by two famous members of the European Ham Radio Show because uh, Walt gave that antenna to me. Um, and um, it's a it's an expensive antenna. It's it's not particularly the best Magloop out there, but you get a chance to win this um, at the first live stream after one of the following conditions are met. Either I have 2,500 subscribers on my channel or the European Ham Radio Show has 500 subs 
Uh, and the last one is uh, that I might get um, 20 uh, members on my YouTube channel. If any of those conditions are met, I will be giving away that antenna. I ship worldwide, uh, but the winner has to pay for postage for the antenna. So this is your chance to get a really expensive antenna, really cheap, that has been owned by two famous or not so famous ham tubers. Uh, has, has it been signed by both? Uh, no, it hasn't. Okay. But I, I, I can sign it if anyone wants it signed. I, I am not sure how I should sign, uh, but I, I got a Coastal yeah. Waves and Wires sticker here, and I got uh, the European Hammer Radio Show stickers here, so I can I can put some stickers in there. Yeah, no, no metallic paint. It might interfere with the performance. Yeah. Uh, besides that, we're doing a giveaway next week on the European Hammer Radio Show. Let's see if we can find the right camera here. This is a little FM radio uh, kit uh, sponsored by Christek, Norway's biggest ham radio store. Um, I got four of these kits. I'm going to build one live on stream on my channel tomorrow. And uh, hopefully, if I don't mess up anything, uh, hopefully I'll have three uh, kits to give away next week. Or perhaps two, uh, if uh, I manage to destroy some parts. Or, or maybe even one. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, those are the giveaways. And let's see. Um, I made a note that you should remind me about a couple of things. Uh, let's see if I've mentioned both now. The, the, uh, we should, there was actually three things we were supposed to remind you of, and you couldn't even remember the last thing. So. I, I couldn't remember the last one, so that'll come <laughs> at some point. Um, besides that, CW, it's been a tough week. Um, I am at three letters now. Yep. So... Um, uh, or some more if you combine all the ways I try simultaneously to learn more in different orders. But uh, it's been a tough week to to learn to learn CW. So I guess that's my my ham radio week. Uh, yeah, there's there's actually like Steve Jobs says uh, one more thing because uh, let's see if I can show this off. There's a wire going out of this Baofeng battery. Hmm. Is that um, is that a battery though? No, it's not a battery. It's a dummy battery. Yep. Uh, so I'm at the moment just missing one cable to get the Digipeter project uh, up and running for test uh, test use. That's nice. Cool. I saw actually uh, Christek has uh, a, a complete device, including radio, uh, from the same brand that you uh, is, is Microsat. Microsat is that correct? Micro, Microsat. Yep. Yeah, uh, there's a this is it's a complete uh, radio. It's got uh, the computer and the uh, the radio, the everything uh, in it um, for creating uh, well what you're doing. Looked like a fun uh, looked like a fun kit. Yeah, but my goal has always been uh, doing this as cheap as possible, and that's why I've used more than a year to get the Digipeter up and running. <laughs> but that, that 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 thing that the Microsoft thing you have that's not inexpensive, is it? It is not inexpensive. It, it was gifted by uh, a ham in our club, so uh, that is uh, by far not inexpensive. I think it's two hundred fifty euro ish for it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So uh, I think that's a nice bit of kit. Yeah, and the nice thing is that you can control everything from a web interface once it's up and running. Oh. Yep. Um, and um, uh, we talked. I talked a little bit about us being a podcast now. Uh, thank you to all the 156 people who have listened to our podcast this far. Ooh. Wow, that is excellent. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that so is. We uh, have more listeners than watchers. That's the question. That that is on three episodes, though. Okay. <laughs> So basically, we do better when people can't see our faces. 
we we have a uh, make sense in a way. We have faces for radio <laughs> and voices for books. Fantastic. All right. Yeah, give the book. Uh, or I don't know if they actually listened, but they downloaded the episode. Hmm. Yeah, that's what counts, right? Yep, uh, that is actually what counts towards, uh, as far as I can understood, understand monetization on podcasts, uh, the downloads is the important number. Yeah, you got to please the algorithm. Yeah, uh, we're still far from uh, seeing some ad revenue from the podcast, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see, uh, we got a topic today. We usually do, and we usually wander off a little bit. But uh, before we go to the portable radio kits, um, we got a feature uh, YouTube channel this week, a European YouTube channel. Are you ready to share, Sjetan? No, I thought you set it up, but uh, I can do um, that. I can do that. I seem to have closed the window, though, so I just need to uh, get yeah. the window um, up again. Um, let's see who can do it the fastest. Yeah, you're. We are professionals here. At least you are. Uh, define professional. It's we're called radio amateurs. We are indeed professional radio amateurs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you do this uh, for a living, right? Like make stuff. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, the revenue from being monetized on YouTube is uh, is amazingly. I think this week I'll end up, uh, or this month of January, I'll end up with about forty euros. Yeah, I'm sharing now. You're sharing. Yep. So today's uh, or this week's uh, featured uh, video or channel. That's channel? The, yeah, that's the Radio Rover, Mike Mike Zero Echo Foxtrot India. And he does some really nice and scenic portable radio videos. Very topical for for today. Yeah. Uh, from uh, Golf Mike, that's uh, Scotland, right? Yeah, that's Scotland, Fraser. I think his his name is Fraser. And if you're watching Fraser, um, you're welcome at any time to join the uh, show and be a guest here. Yeah. So there's uh, a lot of really nice videos here. Amazing scenery. Uh, Scotland is beautiful. Uh, some really hardcore stuff and some other things like this. Embracing the Arctic chill. That's uh, looks like a very nice day to be out on the radio. <laughs> yeah, and and he also has a couple of videos from his vacation to the United States. There, doing parks in the air in the U.S., and that uh, seems to be a bit of a scary experience. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so and, uh, uh, Shane says that Fraser is one of his favorites. He would make an excellent guest. Yeah, and uh, I would think so. Yeah, so please, uh, please join us if you're here. Send us a message somewhere, or um, if not, we, we'll reach out to you, Fraser. Yeah, yeah. And well, if if any of our listeners uh, or viewers uh, know him, then they might prod him to to get in touch. That would be yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the radio rover. Uh, absolutely recommendable. Uh, and also, uh, if you have any recommendations for other small European, smaller or smallish or big or huge, whatever uh, European ham radio channels, then p please feel free to share them with us in Discord. Uh, we have a suggestions channel in there. Uh, and we can uh, share and talk about them. Absolutely. And uh, it does not have to be English-speaking channels. Um, YouTube has a somewhat, sometime, halfway working subtitle thing. Yes, hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we're not going to talk about your subtitles yet. They are not appro <laughs> appropriate for, uh, for on air. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, it can also be your channel, of course. 
if you want to promote your own. Yeah. And if you want to be a guest or know of someone that wants to be a guest or you have suggestions, um, hamshow.eu slash discord. Yep. So um, I actually, uh, I've been professional today and I have made, uh, I have made a presentation. Wow. It's, it's called portable kits. A PowerPoint uh, presentations. This feels like work, Martin. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, almost like work, um, but not quite. Because in our Discord, we uh, we asked you guys to submit some pictures of your portable kits, and uh, we got less pictures than I anticipated, but we still got some. So mm -hmm. um, first out is uh, Sean Hamrado Dude Whiskey Nine Fox Fox Fox, and um, he's got a minimalist kind of setup here. So what do we think about his setup? It's a nice radio, I think. Um, it I is. Think yeah. it, it is a really nice radio. There are some political issues about that radio, but uh, those issues aside, it's a, it's a nice uh, nice little radio. And Every he seems to... Yeah, go ahead, Bob. Every time I see that radio, I'm, 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 I find my way to uh, one of the shops that sell it and look at it. And uh, so far, I've avoided uh, hitting the button, but... Uh, it's getting really difficult. It's a gorgeous piece of kit. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to have that. I also love the battery label. And uh, and and also also for our podcast listeners uh, that can't see the picture, it's a uh, Discovery Labs uh, TX599 that he's got in his kit. Yep. And a battery that has a label saying front towards enemy. <laughs> yep. Um, and I think that actually is a Denko battery, uh, which I wish we could get here in Europe. Uh, seems like... The Americans have a lot more choices regarding nice batteries for ham radio than we have. Yeah. And then there seems to be an NFED halfway with some some kind of really small uh, unknown in there as well. Yeah. That looks like a nine to one, actually. Uh, I am not yeah. sure, actually. Can you um, count the turns? No. <laughs> no, I cannot. So. It looks kind of a tree. Is it called tree filer when you when you round no, the I, sets of I think that is. Uh, there, those are not three sets of wires, though. It's just uh, really hard. Uh, it's really hard to wind uh, such a small uh, on though. So uh, yeah, uh, we'll ask Sean the next time we're in touch with him what kind of antenna that is because I did maybe not maybe it's ask just him. a red wire on a normal. Uh, Dash yeah. 43 core. <laughs> yep. Uh, and, and then uh, he also has this really nice uh, winder that he has designed. And uh, you can find those on Thingiverse, actually. I okay. I have one of those here as well. So um, let's see the next picture here, though. And uh, since I don't get a preview of the next slide in, uh, in StreamYard, uh, this will be a surprise even for me. And that's Steve. Mike one Sierra Delta hotel. And there are two pictures here. The first one is uh, him on a lawn outside a hotel in Virginia. Um, uh, uh, doing some portable radio there. And the second one is this kit. And uh, we got a comment here from 45 uh, auto. Uh, it's an unfed half wave kit that uh, ham radio dude now is selling. So yeah, it's an unfed half wave All right. yep. that he had. And let's see what Steve's got here though. He's got, looks like a camera backpack. With yeah, some looks, kind of is that uh, G ninety again here it's, on the it's top. It's a it's I... a G ninety. 
let's see. He's got a LiPo four battery. Um, how many don't know how. hours is that? I can I can see they? if I can find. Uh, but uh, I got Discord here, so let me find the uh, find the uh, picture on Discord. And well, um, Steve is in the chat; he can tell us. Uh... Steve can probably tell us as well. Um, yeah. There's an antenna on a winder there. I can see some rope, so it looks like a pretty self-contained uh, kit there. Yeah, and a VHF nice. UHF uh, handset as well. That's and, the uh, I think, isn't it? Yeah, that is an uh, Anytone 878. Yeah, I did yeah. not know, notice that. And a small fiberglass mask that looks like yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. So a pretty self-contained kit. And um, Steve says it's a 6 amp hour uh, LiPo 4 battery pack. And that's, that's plenty for the G90. And it's uh, it, it's allowable on planes, which is uh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Is there a size limit? How much are you allowed to take? Or are you allowed what? to take anything? Is it, watt hours. A... Any sorry, what was that? 100 what? watt hours and uh, any more than that, you, you get to leave it in the security. Yeah, yeah. good, but 100 watt hours is already huge. Yeah, You don't want to lug that around, do you? <laughs> so, uh... and, and you actually have to, it has to be written on the battery so that uh, in Ethereum it should say 100 watt hours. And so they don't even have to calculate yep. it. Otherwise, yeah, and, and, and it it should not say front towards enemy as the last picture we showed. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that might be problematic. Yeah, <laughs> and, and speaking about that, forty five autos got a really good comment here, and that's that ham radio dude got that radio before uh, the Ukraine war started. So yeah. uh, mm. uh, we're not shaming you, Sean, because that's a really nice piece of kit. It's just at the moment I wouldn't buy it. So uh, let's see who's next. Oh, birds. That is uh, Fox4, JSU. Um, he's a relatively new user in our uh, Discord. He's got, I think that's the TYT, which is similar to the Retivis RT85, just a basic, really good two meters, 70 centimeters analog handheld. Mm. And that seems to be in Paris. Yeah, yeah. That's, it, it's hard to see to tell from this picture, but the Eiffel Tower is in, in the background there somewhere. Yeah, uh, and uh, besides that, it's got another picture here with an 891. Seems to be everyone's favorite portable rig there. I don't know yeah, if there's... Yeah, with some uh, hand-printed uh, holders on the side, or is that... Yeah, is that, uh... some 3D-printed so... rails. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, um, I should actually get some rails for my, uh, for my 706, because I am a little bit scared taking a radio that old out portable. <laughs> I would uh, I would recommend getting some uh, aluminium ones. Uh, yeah, yeah. I am thinking it. about uh, the KS, the cage or the rails for the seven hundred five because it's such a nice radio and you really don't want to destroy it when uh, exactly, you're out. Exactly, <laughs> and, and when you're carrying that much equipment, um, even though um... <coughs> sorry, bless you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, um, yeah, um, I am considering a cage for that and um, just not really sure how, uh, how, if I should make some, buy some. I don't know yet. We'll get to that when my picture shows up here. Um, so let's see who's next. And that's uh, Stuart, Mike Zero, Tango Tango, Quebec. And he's got a really nice spot for Parks on the Air with an amazing takeoff towards North America. And um, there are four pictures here, which I cropped a little bit, but the information is still in them. 
uh he's got everything if we go from right to left though um he's got a backpack here which i guess contains everything then it's the 891 a separate speaker cw key and a microphone and a linked unfed half-wave antenna, I think he wrote in the Discord. And that's something I've considered doing. Uh, because um, that could give you the work bands on an unfed half-wave as well, as long as you link it. And it could also give you the, give you the option of taking a shorter unfed half-wave out when you don't need the lower bands. Hmm. And... Then there's a mast okay, strapped and, to a uh, fence there. Yeah, the mast so. with two, I think, what is that, car roof rail strap thingies um, to hold yeah. it on a wooden pole. Mm. Or, yeah. Yeah, I carry a large assortment of different kind of straps, uh, elastic and non-elastic and rope and everything uh, with me in my kit. So I'm... Um, I, I can rig up everywhere, but I usually just put a mag mount on top of my car. Yeah, the same here, like uh, zip ties and uh, those uh, stretchy pads are really nice, the one with hooks on. That yeah. always come that always come flying in your face. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Steve, Mike once here at Delta Hotel, says that uh, Stuart's got a good video on his YouTube channel showing how to set up uh, his gear at his location. Hmm. So if anyone wants to take a, take a closer look at Stuart's setup, uh, you can just check his uh, check his channel. Mm. And then we have um, Öystein, LB8 India Juliet from Ham Radio Passion. Uh, he was a guest here two weeks ago, I think. Mm. And um, he's got a minimalist approach here, uh, but he's got the definitely the best picture, which shows things in a little bit of detail here. All right, he's got he's got two radios, three antennas, and I call that minimal and three CV keys. Uh, that, that's those are, it, it is a dipole, yeah. Bob. It's a dipole, so it's one antenna. Ah, but it's all right. There's two of them because there's one behind it, it as well. Seems like a link. Yeah, there's and he has two antennas. Exactly. Yeah, he has two antennas. Yeah, there's. I've heard the expression none. How does it go? None. One. One is none. Two is one. Yep. Yeah, this is uh, that that for sure. Excellent idea. Uh, I've um, been to Summit and had my radio fail. That's no fun. So yeah. And he, he actually yeah. so does not is, have a uh, two true SDX, if I can see that yep. correctly. Yeah. One low and... band and one high band true SDX. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> yeah, very nice kit. I think that um, battery might be a tad overkill for these uh, radios. I, I was going to say yeah. that he's got a full-size LifePo 4 battery. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think he can do a week worth of QSOs with that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, and, and everything uh, packed neatly in a nice camera bag, it looks like. Uh, let's see. He actually says that um, he had to go for the second backup key last weekend, so I guess that's why he, have, uh, <laughs> he has three keys there. Yeah. Um, besides that, a little piece of RG316, it says, it looks like. Yep. Uh, and, um, and one of those uh, Arborist uh, throw lines, uh, hmm. which I've been really liking to get for a while. Yeah, um, I, I bought one of those and then I broke my shoulder. Yeah, so there was not much throwing going on, but I'll, yeah, intend to get back to it. It <laughs> seems so much safer than using a water bottle or a wrench or something else to get wires up in trees. Axes are really good. Like if you tie it to the end of axe and throw it. 
<laughs> I will tell you, I, I would not say, right. not even with that kit, not the axe, not nothing. I, I'll tell you, the first time I played bowling, I threw the ball in backwards. Bowling? Uh, bowling, yeah. yes. Uh, so I, I'm not throwing anything uh, anyway. That's just not a good uh, idea. But, but uh, my usual uh, thing to throw lines up in trees uh, used to be a wrench that was uh, said made in the USSR. Ah. <laughs> uh real nice heavy casted steel but um hmm. that actually um uh, it's somewhere up in a tree yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i usually use a stick when i like find a suitable stick and throw with that so um i guess those throw bags uh could improve things a little bit if you take the time to learn how to throw them up uh in trees yeah um, I, I, I was thinking, uh, look, looking at all the CW keys, I, I was thinking about, you know, playing with one of these capacitive touch sensors and trying to make a CW key out of it. If you Google that, there was already an OM who did that with two custom <laughs> chips. Um, but, be, but because I think, uh, you know, all these small keys that I've tried so far, when they are reasonably priced, then they are really not so good. Great, yeah. So either you go with the Bengali route like Bob did, yeah, or the Bama Tech key. But um, then, then I thought, yeah, maybe if, if this capacitive touch really works and doesn't, you know, pick up some stray HF, then might be that might be a really nice way to get a reliable CW key. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I, I see that Shane Scout seventy five. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, Shane comments that he has a friend that once used the mistake of using his car keys as throw weight. That was a rememberable time. <laughs> <laughs> I would guess. Oh, dear. Yeah. That's the kind of thing yeah. you do once. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah. talk about it. I would say for, for a capacitive touch uh, CW key, I, this is way out of the things that I know anything about. But I'm really happy with my key with the, the, the tiny bit of resistance that it offers because it's, it's it awfully simple to just touch that key. Uh, when you didn't mean to uh, to send something, so the, just a slight, slight uh, bit of uh, resistance. I think that's a very, very good thing. So I, 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 I have a feeling I would hate a capacitive touch uh, CW key. Hmm. Yeah, that's okay. why I, th some... I think there's also a cheap um, Arduino library, or for the Raspberry Pi Pico, uh, capacitive touch library. So you could just try it. You know. Uh, Put it in, you know, a bit bit of metal on, and, and see how how it does, right? Yeah, true. So maybe true. that's an experiment for the next weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see who's yeah. next here. Yeah, um, but I have one question for you, Stan. First, uh, if yeah. he's there. Well, let's go uh, back to your slide. Yeah. Since you have two radios, do you like do one on each hand? Like, uh, since you have two, <laughs> two antennas, two bands, uh, yeah. three keys. That, does that come down the a bit further down the lane line? But I, I, I see one failure point in Einstein's kit, though. One back I don't back. know if you, you guys see that. He only has one piece of coax. Ah. And what's the one thing that usually fails when out doing portable? Yeah, the that connector breaks at the end of the coax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, good tip for you there, Einstein. Uh, Get uh, a second piece of coax. Okay. So. Uh, and he says that uh, one of the radios goes from 10 to 20 and the other from 20 to 80. So he does not use both. He could do it on 20, though, I guess. Yeah. No, I meant like you could do one on 20 and one on 40 at the same time. 
Yeah. yeah. And, uh, double, double activation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one operator, two radios. Uh, this is Shane's kit. Um, Scout 75 on YouTube. Uh, and um, let's see what he's got here. He's got one of those nice bioano batteries, which we, again, can't get here in Europe. Mm. And is that an 817, 818? Um, Shane, I saw you in the chat. Perhaps you could just tell us a little bit about it. But it looks like an 817, 818. I think it says 818 on the on the, on the I on think the, so. The, and uh, it looks like the exact same rails as I had uh, on my 817. Uh, are um, these 3D printed? No, those were aluminum ones. The yeah. ones I had. Uh, are you sure it wasn't uh, aluminum? Uh, depends where in the world you are. Well, yeah. we are in uh, in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> but I speak I speak American English though. So, <laughs> uh, uh, so um, and looks like there's a couple of pockets there, but it looks like well, when you consider the size of an eight one eight, it's it's a small compact kit. Yeah, yeah. So he has it in a backpack here, I think, and maybe in that uh, gray Ziploc pouch thingy there's the antenna i guess right i i would guess so looks the, really the nice, nice thing about the, uh, the 817 um, and 818 is uh, you can get the aftermarket batteries that will give you the full five watts so you don't you don't have to actually need the external battery that the, these aftermarket batteries will fit in the battery compartment so, yeah you, you can actually get aftermarket anything for those radios except for cw filters <laughs> uh all right yep um, so uh, it's as customizable as a as a Mazda MX-5. So uh, let's see. And then Shane's got another picture here of his uh, his kit in action, and uh, not really much more to say that. But it looks like everything fits in a pretty small backpack. Yeah, which is is really nice. Very nice kit. And then we have. Um, Tobias DL3 MHT. Well, that's not really a kit. That's uh, just <laughs> Saturday's activation <laughs> with the QMX. Yeah, so I yep. just threw everything onto the car seat. Um, the huge power station uh, down uh, in the foot foot room of uh, the car, and uh, the laptop. Um, to make digital contacts and the QMX connected. And I optimistically brought to the CW key, but that's just for show, right? <laughs> um, we got a question here from 45 Auto here. If anyone in Europe make battery kits like Denko, and um, well, Europe is big and Europe is full of different legislative uh, regions, but uh, I am not aware of anyone making battery kits, at least not on that scale here. Are you guys? No, nope. Because so. the thing is, though, shipping batteries internationally that is um, that is something you don't want to take on as a small business or or a private person. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, is this a power bank down in the football, uh, Tobias? Yeah, it's a one uh, huge uh, five hundred watt hour. It's a bit overkill, but that's. Um, since the, the battery of my car is not in the best shape, it's always safe to take that one, yeah? So whatever I do, I won't... The car will start afterwards. <laughs> yeah, so I can also connect a regular 230-volt um, uh, switching power supply to it and power the TS50. Mm. Because, um, it, of course, it also has the 12-volt uh, 
connector, but that uh, really stops strictly at 10 amps, yeah? So when you go 100 watts, and yeah. then it basically switches off. But you, you don't do 100 watts from that little thing, right? Yeah, not from that one, but from the TS50. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Basically, you, you went with a 500-hour battery and a 5-watt radio. So you, you could be keyed down for four days straight without... Exactly, <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then I then I have, uh, have yeah. another picture. Don't, don't laugh, Bob. I even had to put a diode in because um, the QMX really wants 12 volt. It doesn't like 13.8 volt. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I need a diode, you know, 0.7 volt voltage drop. Yeah. Uh, and then it was happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this here, Kenwood TS50 on this picture device. Right, that was today's activation. Um, to tell you the truth, I have a few backpacks uh, lying around here and they are all waiting to be kitted out. Uh, but so far, I have not, you know, really made a go back out of any of them. So, and, and you know, there yeah. are so many philosophies on how to kit out uh, a bag. If you're going to, are you keeping everything you need or are you keeping antennas and batteries separate or perhaps coax separate? So, there are many ways to go to buy us. Yeah, I'll uh, at, at the <laughs> moment I just you know grab whatever I feel like uh, for the day, and then it has to be put in one of the bags that are lying around. <laughs> yeah. So let's see who's next. Oh, I know this kit. Hmm, yeah, that is my uh, QRP kit. It's uh, completely self-contained except for antennas. I don't keep antennas in my kits uh because i never use the same antenna twice on an activation so um i kind of tend to keep antennas separate uh but here's the chinese uh usdx radio um a small 12 volt battery pack here uh size of a power bank then there's the fuse kit from uh steve km9g temporarily offline in there and um mic and cables everything you need to get on the air basically and it's contained in a really, really small um, Pelican-like case. So that's a true, true SDX clone, or yeah, that's a micro true SDX. SDX. Uh, well, it's it's a Chinese. I think. Well, it's probably a micro SDX. I don't know, um, but it's one of these clones, and none of these two clones are alike. So I bought mine used from a guy that told me that it worked. <laughs> Uh, I would probably not recommend you to get one of these if from China if you don't want to gamble a little bit. But when I found a ham that sold it used and told me that it worked, I figured this is the time to buy one. So it's a false SDX. It's a false SDX, exactly. So, um, and uh, then I have my other 100-watt kit, and uh, that contains a lot more in a photo backpack here. Um, I had the 706 Mark II G, uh, where I usually have the tuner just strapped to the top of the radio. Um, then I have the way too large and clunky Digimode interface sound card and a whole bunch of cables for that. Uh, microphone, power cable, and a lot of bits and bobs in all the small pockets of the, the camera backpack here. Um, and I have um, a 20... 20 amp hour life well battery just besides the backpack here. I don't keep batteries usually in my kits either uh, because uh, that also depends on what kind of radio I take. 
so those are my two kits. And I guess those are the slides. And then you have some pictures, Shetel. Uh, yes, I have. I'm sharing, I think. And do you have any pictures, Bob? Because you are the king of kits. Uh, I'm not as organized as uh, everyone else, but I have some pictures of uh, the equipment that I use. Don't um, you have a lot of backpacks and pellet cases and everything in the back of your car? That was last year. That was last year. Okay, because when we went on a rove, I mean, I was impressed that you just took out a backpack and that contained this radio, this antenna, everything was kitted out and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I have some pictures I can, I can uh, share after chat is uh, done. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so this is um, my, not, uh, my kit when I'm not walking very far. I can bring a laptop, a normal 14-inch uh, laptop uh, with a hardened shell like or a metal shell. Uh, I think it's aluminium. And um, that shell, that, that's basically to have something to send the FT8 with that doesn't break in a backpack. Uh, use my Seagu X60 100 for most activation. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Oh, please uh, fix my mistake, uh, Morten. <laughs> um, I'm the uh, uh, assistant producer, uh, and uh, apparently I'm not very good at it. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, and I have another kit here. Uh, this is my. Uh, Long hike backpack, 110 liters, uh, Golf 90 uh, next to it with a 5 amp hour lithium ferrite polymer battery. Uh, this is how I mount my antenna sometimes with a uh, elastic band and some rope, depending on. So where, where are you there? Somewhere on the beach? Yes, this is on the beach from yesterday. So this is where the kid was with the metal detector, uh, but he was about this distance from my antenna as well. Um, so, so that was fun. Uh, this is a typical antenna I use. This is just a ground plane antenna for 20 and some winder from Morton. Uh, if I want to go high power, I use a Kenwood TS480 set with a bit heavier battery. And um, in this one, I also have a manual tuner that I got from, uh, uh, from uh, Vlad, uh, Lima Bravo 8 India Golf. And uh, that has been to me with me many, many places. You just put some wires into it and you can tune manually. Uh, L so tuner. how much pain is that to tune those up? I mean, I only have the experience with my Maglub and it's a pain in the back. <laughs> oh, ma manual tuners are, are pretty pretty easy to tune though. Um, yeah, you just key down uh, and uh, you you just send a low power and you have a dial, uh, um, LED that tells you when you're in tune or not. As well okay, as so basically, yeah. it's also not as narrow as a mag loop. <laughs> no, no it, it's not. You can be in tune on the entire twenty meter band if you have the correct wire. Uh, uh, I, I am actually at the point uh, where I can almost tune a manual tuner as fast as an automatic tuner. Yeah, it is. Uh, at least when you get to know it, uh, I use this for like uh, three years as my only antenna tuner, doing uh, SOTA and uh, for a fauna and. Uh, uh, I knew the settings from each band. So I knew where to put it when I wanted to go 20, 40 or whatever, roughly. And then fine tuning was then re really quick. So you get used That's to it. That's 400 watts, right? Or uh, He said it should go up to 150 or so. It, I never smoked it, but I mostly used it with the 10 watts. Okay. Yeah, not with it. This has a decent tuner. Uh, can tune three to one or something. Uh, so, uh, so what's so it, the black box underneath? Is that the tuner, or is that the base unit of the TS whatever for it? That's that's the base unit, and that's the head unit, and there's uh, two meters of cable between them. So it's horrible for portable operations. 
<laughs> and you then have this really short uh, microphone mount that has to go into the base unit. <laughs> that makes no sense at all, does it? <laughs> that, that is that is Japanese product design as it's at its finest. Yeah. Because yeah. one would think if you mount that in a car, the base yeah. unit might go into the trunk, yeah, and then you have a yeah. problem with the microphone cable. <laughs> yeah, and you also, you also usually have a problem with the speaker device because there are usually no speakers on the head unit. Well, this one is in the head unit, uh, but you can uh, you can actually extend it with normal uh, Cat Five. Um, uh, a cable and just um, like a crossover or a extension for that. So so that is quite good. And um, let's see, that one is the same basically. Uh, I use a tablet sometimes when I'm out portable. And the last one is just to have the correct tools with you. <laughs> yeah, uh, ju just a question, guys. Uh, do, do you really use HamRS on the mobile phone? I was I'm I was really struggling today. You know, I I, I no. need a tablet or a small laptop or anything. I I, uh, I think uh, just five inch displays is is a challenge when you have a pile up. <laughs> I I do that, and it takes takes some time to get accustomed to, uh, but once you are, you can usually do it pretty fast. And once you have used the autocorrect enough on all of the hunters, uh, usually you have suggestions for their call signs. Uh, well. Okay, so the 10 uh, call signs that always call you will be remembered, right? One night by uh, Sierra Papa, it uh, suggests 8 Quebec Charlie and such. So, uh, okay. Yeah. I... There, there, there's one good tip that I learned from Morton, which is put uh, your keyboard on uh, US English. Because uh, it's got bigger uh, squares, because there are fewer letters. Uh, I think well, that would go for German yeah, as well. But, mm, yeah, I would probably go for German as well. Uh, or do you have your umlauts on separate uh, separate keys device? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Then if you put a US English keyboard, but then you would have the Y and the Z in different places. In, yeah, uh, I, as I opposed don't to a German that, keyboard. That, that will be doable. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe a you know uh, eight inch I, I, tablet I or something a, like that would be the better yeah. choice then. I, I have a memory <laughs> of going into a German internet cafe uh, at the time where those were the thing to send an email and uh, typing on a German keyboard uh, with the Z and the Y switched was really tough. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, hammers is a great tool when you get to use it. It's not perfect, but uh, uh, it, it's I, I in my opinion, it's the best mobile logger though. Yes, it is. And uh, you basically only use like uh, three fields um, when you're doing POTA, if you're not hunting. As long as you're just calling CQ, you use the call sign and then you use the report yep. once and maybe the part one. But if you're um, hunting uh, yourself, then it's uh, more uh, troublesome. Uh, it is, yeah. and, uh, and I, I need more practice. Let's summer say like that. It's a bit, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Bob, yeah. any pictures? Let's see. I'll try and allow, and it just happens. Fantastic. Yeah, because you are um, you are the master here. <laughs> I am indeed. Uh, let's see. I, yeah, I'll, I'll just talk about the pictures. I have been for the last year and a half. I've been through three antennas that I use a lot. This is uh, the first one that I, I made for portable use. It's a uh, inverted V twenty meter dipole. That's a five meter tall uh, pole. Um, that thing works. I used uh, that mostly for uh, digital modes. And uh, at the start of my kilo uh, journey, I used that antenna as well. I modeled it and uh, it's not 
a particularly good antenna. It's really easy to carry, really easy to set up, but it's not a particularly good antenna. So while I was doing the uh, kilo, uh, I created this. I hope this comes across. This is a ground plane antenna with uh, elevated uh, radials, three elevated radials. Uh, that's a very good antenna. Uh, hmm. the, 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 the reach that you get on that is also on a, a single band, 20 meters. But it's quite a bit of work to set up. Uh, and uh, there are even places where it's not really easy to set up. You need to place the ground all the three uh, radials. So I'm, I'm running the radials along with the guy wires, the three guy wires uh, down from the antenna. So my latest uh, antenna is uh, this one. It's not really hard to see. I think there's more of a scenic picture, but that's a vertical. It's an NFED uh, vertical. It's about 10 meters tall, so it's about uh, a halfway, but it's not exactly a halfway. And it's got this little matchbox uh, to match uh, the impedance to 50 ohms at the bottom. Uh, and it's got three uh, two and a half meter radials. That was just, I just guessed that's something that would should work because it's a fairly high impedance antenna. It's not really important to have all that much uh, ground plane beneath it. That's the antenna so I'm do using. You, do you bring, uh, just a stupid question for the sunshine amateur here. So do you bring anything to put on the ground when you activate, you know, in the snow or you just have your thick winter clothes on and it's good enough that you can sit down for an hour without freezing your bum off? I usually bring something to sit on. Uh, that oh. differs what that something is, but I usually, I'm not going to sit in the snow for an hour. Then I, uh, that would kill me. <laughs> yeah. Sounds yeah. like you are in, yeah. For yeah. for a week in bed afterwards. <laughs> yeah, some, some sort of like a small sitting mat or whatever is always uh, always in my backpack. Yeah, doesn't have to be much. Just something to uh, to, to some insulation between the, the the snow and my ass. That's uh, the important bit. Yeah. So let's see. Next is radios. Uh, I started out uh, portable. I started. I think I started out with the G ninety, but I soon advanced to to this radio. That's the uh, eight uh, eight nine one. Uh, Fantastic radio for portable operation. It's easy to carry. It's 100 watts. Uh, doesn't have all the fanciness of a, of a modern radio with band scopes and uh, whatnot, but uh, I, I've made so many thousand uh, QSLs on this radio. It's uh, If you're going to buy one radio for HF portable use, I think it's hard to match uh, this, uh, this uh, radio uh, for the price. And uh, I got this one from, uh, from a, a Chinese manufacturer. Um, I think that was... It's great fun. It's a 20 watt radio. It's the FX4CR. Uh, I think Walt's got the same, uh, the exact Walt's same got radio. Walt's got the same one and he live streamed hmm. with it uh, with this new antenna design today. Didn't that yeah. drop out on you a few uh, weeks yeah, ago? I, yeah, I, I managed to blow the finals somehow. I, I still haven't gotten in touch with the, uh, the guy that made it, but I, I, I think that's probably going to be easy to fix. Uh, but that's out of commission uh, for the time being. And uh, that being out of commission and me having very, very little self-control, I got this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is, I'm, I'm not really sad. That is a fantastic radio. If I have time, the, I'm uh, show you how the, I protect it. The is, is amazing. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so this uh, this has been coming with me to, to, uh, to activations uh, since then. Uh, I think I showed you the last time that little uh, thing I used for the battery there with two diodes and a, and a fuse in it to to drop the voltage to the four cell battery to something that uh, that radio should be able to to manage. And of course, there's the little uh, the Kenwood uh, um, D74 in the background there. I'm still waiting for my 75 uh, Tobias. I think you you managed to order yours today. Yes, with a bad conscience because. Um... 
you know, VHF, UHF has not been really, you know, very active. And I already know that this will probably also not be very active, but <laughs> ah, it's it's a Kenwood. Yeah, it's it's a new Kenwood. You have to. You yes, can't it, not it buy it. Right. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry. I, 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 I got to say that I don't have to because that is HF radio money for a two meter, 70 centimeter HD. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you calculate that, that... the price per QSO for those. Yeah, yeah, oh. it's completely insane. I completely agree, but it's a Kenwood. <laughs> wait, wait. If, if, if you're going to take, I see we're going to go a little bit over today, but I just got to say this uh, because price per QSO, it's still better than the microwave, guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it could be an IC905, right? I mean, everything is relative. <laughs> All right. you, you, you're really complaining about this radio. It does more than just talk, it's a, a TNC. It does APRS in the most sensible way of any portable uh, radio, and it's a Kenwood. Kenwood yeah, shows, I, Kenwood yeah. I mean, I, I I mostly bought it for nostalgic reasons, yeah, because my very first uh, M radio was the TH78E, and I still don't know how I managed to convince my parents to to buy teenage. Toby, uh, 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 a Kenwood handset that cost 1,000 Deutschmarks at the time. Yeah, it was oh, just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't a, know. Yeah, I, I hope it was, you know, proud papa or something. Hey, he made his license. Let's buy him the nice radio. Something like parents, this. <laughs> parents tend to do that. Um, we got a question here from Hamri uh, de Passion, Einstein. Uh, what life before battery capacity for a 100 watt rig? And uh, you'd you're going to be surprised here because I use for an hour activation, I use about three and a half to four amp hours. Hmm. Uh, the more important thing is that it can deliver uh, enough juice. Um, so you need it to be able to deliver, say, uh, at least 20 amps. Yeah, but that's 20 amps. That's just the, the extreme peaks uh, on the on sidebar. Him yep. doing CW, I think that... that might be slightly different so i would go for a battery that could uh, deliver 20 amps sustained but for uh, single sideband 15 amps uh tops uh, is uh, probably all right i have batteries that yeah. claim to top out on uh, 15 amps and i've never had a problem with those on the sideband hmm. so my uh, the one i have the 20 amp hour one uh is 20 amps uh sustained and 30 amps peak yeah and but that is that's a heavy battery for, for, for putting in a backpack. It is my 100-watt radio battery, uh, to say it that way. I got a 5-amp-hour battery uh, for for lesser activations. But yeah. uh, that does not deliver enough amps to be able to use it reliably with a 100-watt radio. Hmm. Uh, Stuart comments that 12-amp-hours uh, will get you through at least a couple of hours on the activator end of 120 QSO per hour. Uh, activation, yeah, four, four to five hours at a more leisurely rate. I, I agree. I, I would say that battery that we saw earlier that was a flight approved. Uh, if you can get that, uh, that can deliver sufficient uh, ampo, uh, amperage for your radio. Yeah. That's a, that's a good uh, size for uh, for portable operations. Hmm. So, uh, but Einstein, uh, send me a message because I researched a lot of different batteries available here when I. Uh, went for the battery I went for. So um, I got a couple of tips for you. Yeah, I have a few more slides, I think, for um, yeah. equipment. This uh, this is the most beautiful radio in the world, hands down. <laughs> uh, 
so I just had to get it in there. It's not. I'm not taking it out all that much anymore. But I still think that's uh, there, there, there's no radio that looks better than this. There's no. I'm never going to be a radio that looks better than that. The, it is. I, I there are two radios I really regret selling, and the 817 is one of those. Yeah. The G90 is the other one. Uh, G90 is a nice radio. It's not beautiful. So, no, but I really regret selling the G90. Uh, the uh, the eight one seven eight one eight feels like a proper radio. Yeah, uh, it does. And uh, yeah, uh, this is this is never getting sold. Uh, absolutely, I'm keeping this forever, and I'm going to take it out every once in a while. Uh, I see we're, we're a lot over time now. I'm just going to talk quickly about equipment. Snowshoes. If you're going to activate in winter, get snowshoes. It's a yeah. Uh, I I didn't bring them today. All I can say, get snowshoes. Uh, you don't want to stand uh, waist deep in uh, in wet snow uh, in the winter time. So that's a good idea. And also on the side of my backpack, can, can you see my my mouse? Yes. Yeah. This small pouch, which has got something also very important in it, which is my last picture. Snow chains. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. Just get them. Good ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get good ones. These these are good ones. Uh, let's see if I can uh, find the name because I, I I lost one of them today. It's got probably in one of the holes uh, where where my feet uh, disappeared into. It's called they're called the uh, Snowline Chainson Pro XT. That's the ones I've I've got. I've I've been unable to break them. I think that's the same brand you have, isn't it, Chetan? Yes, and I would definitely go for the Pro Edition. Uh, I've had uh, like the smaller ones. They have a lighter one, which is like more for. Uh, not people, not big people going uh, on lighter hikes, but if you're going in mountains where there's rocks and uh, I've had the small ones, I had one of the small ones that snapped on a stick, like I got a, a stick, just a twig, like it was attached to the ground, like a root, and I got that in there and I walked on and fell, and that's just snapped the chain in half. So these ones, they will save you from falling. You can walk up a waterfall with these ones. Yeah, they're that's insane. Awesome. That's uh, good equipment. I, I think that's, uh, let's see, no, no more arrows. That's uh, that's my presentation. Uh, that's good. Stop sharing maybe, yep. And we got a comment here from Gabriel um, Oliveira, and that sounds Portuguese, I'm guessing Portugal, Brazil. He's beginning on ham radio. So uh, welcome to the greatest hobby of hobbies in the world and good luck on your journey. Yeah, yep. have fun and find something you enjoy doing, something you wanna do and uh, not what everybody else wants to do like there's yeah. so many things you can do in here this this is a hobby of a thousand hobbies and getting your license is just getting a license to learn actually yeah and uh, in here we're kind of on the portable heavy side uh, of interests but there are so many other fun things to do yeah and uh gabriel uh you can join our discord hamshow.eu discord and uh we can give you a lot of tips and advice in there if you're wanting some of that um, and then it's Walt, and Walt uh, gave me permission to talk a little bit about his portable kit. It's a G90, a CB antenna, and a mag mount. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, sometimes, sometimes that all that's all it takes, and particularly yeah. when you have salt water around. That's, uh, and that's and, and I actually Walt's venture into CB antennas has made me look on Amazon for for CB antennas because um, I just want to try it. I'm I sure have, you can get them on that store you mentioned before stream. I, I have uh, a CB, 
Uh, you can get them from the store I mentioned as well, the unmentionable one. Yeah, no, they yeah, I, yeah. A, a few weeks ago, I actually cleaned out the attic and I I found my old CB antennas, but they were all so crusty and rusty and disgusting that I had to get rid of them, but they were still there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've managed to stay on topic today. Yeah. Yeah. That's a new one. <laughs> um, and uh, you posted a link here for uh, 100, uh, battery for 100 watt radio. Um, I'll put that in the uh, comments here so uh, everyone can see them when they watch the uh, show this far. Um, William's got a three foot CB antenna, but you need 100 feet of cable for counterpoise <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see um i guess we're done actually um i'll be going out for a poda tomorrow and then i'll be live streaming tomorrow uh evening with the um uh with the fm radio build so what is that uh, sounds, sounds like fun actually it's yeah. on my channel when? at 8 uh, 8 p.m all right yep I'll see if I can. Uh, that'll be. Um, okay. see, that'll, that'll I, I be... watched that from the couch and enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just laugh at me because my soldering skills are really bad. And uh, I have to solder. Uh, let's see. I can actually see the chip in here. Let me just count. A lot of pin uh, surface mount uh, chip on there. <laughs> okay. More flux. Get flux. The yeah. more flux, uh, the yeah. better. <laughs> Um, so um, that is my plan, and uh, perhaps a poda. And uh, Gabriel is uh, Brazilian, I can see here in the chat. So um, uh, good luck with getting your license, and um, please join our Discord, and we'll help you along with your journey. Yep, and get on 10 meters so we can talk to you, because 10 meters down to Brazil is usually quite good. Yeah, ten, 10 meters to Brazil is amazing from Norway. Yeah, and 12. Yeah. And 11. Uh, and yeah, and eleven, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but that was what I noticed just when ten meters was starting to opening up. I noticed that uh, Brazil was the first country I could really get there. Mm. And on that note, uh, see you next week. We don't have a subject yet. There's a suggestion channel in our Discord. Uh, we'll figure something out, or we'll just do off topic. Seven three. Seven three. Seven, three. Yeah. See you Thanks next week. Thanks for watching. Have a good week. Bye bye.